When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For a really great future. We're talking real money. Skies with a high near 90 degrees. Clear skies well, tonight with lows Don McDonald is out today. I'm Tom Cock, and, and uh, thank you for joining us here on Talking Real Money. For those of you who have never been part of the program before, the program really is about you, your questions, your concerns, your issues, your needs when it comes to, yeah, that thing that you like not to spend much, that much time thinking about, but you have to do some money. And here's our telephone number. It's 855-935-8255, 855-935-8255. Callers always come first on the program. I do want to mention uh, many of you have written over the last couple of weeks about Don's brother. It's been very touching to see the number of people who uh, listen to the podcast and the radio show who've reached out and uh, passed along to Don your thoughts and your prayers. Don did lose his brother earlier this week, and uh, it's been a, t- a tough occasion, of course, as it would be for anyone, but this is his second brother to pass away in the last five or six years, so I think it makes it even more difficult. Don had already planned on taking a vacation uh, today from the show, which he almost never has done in us doing this together for many decades. So um, I hope you'll keep his family in your thoughts and prayers during this difficult time. So, all right, let's move on to other topics. And can I say, because it's out there, I hope this is going to be okay, that the the plot chickens, uh, I got a note from somebody earlier today said, Don can't interrupt your bad puns today or your bad dad jokes. I well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And why the chicken? Why am I picking on the chicken? Because uh, it's a foul topic. Uh, I mean, here's why. According to the Wall Street Journal, the cost of chicken eggs is up in the last year. 33%. The cost of those eggs, 33%. If you want to buy the chicken, it's up 19 Now I'm assuming this is not an egg-producing chicken you're buying. So I'm going to have a good talking to next time I'm – no, all kidding aside. The prices of some of these airfares, according to the Wall Street Journal, up 34%. Butter up 21 Good news, uh, I'm, I'm old and I have all the men's suits I need because they're up 25%. But the biggest gainer – this won't surprise you. Regular unleaded gasoline, wow, up a whopping 61% year over year. So inflation is definitely here. I mean, I think uh, inflation in the month of June was running at over 9%. Wholesale inflation still running higher. And I know things have tailed off a little bit here in July, especially in terms of energy costs as gas has come down a bit. But you're hearing a lot about this, uh, a lot about inflation, as you should, a lot about a potential recession, as maybe you should and maybe you shouldn't, and a lot about the 
bear market, right? The fact that stocks, well, some stocks, not stock markets really so much anymore, have fallen 20% or more from their most recent highs. In fact, year to date, a globally diversified portfolio is down a hair over 16%, 16.7%. So not a bear market, not unusual. The part that's unusual is the fact that the safer part of your portfolio bonds have gone down as well. So, but what do you do with all this? I mean, it's coming at you. There's a lot of information here. And, you know, one of the things around inflation is something that we, we don't spend much time talking about sort of your personal spending. We're more on the saving and investing side. But this is, for me, this is always a great time to look at those expenses. We have a tendency, all of us, to have a little lifestyle creep, right? I added Netflix. I added Hulu. I added Paramount+. Plus. I have no idea how many subscription services I have to watch television. I just know there's a lot of them. And from time to uh, Apple, I got to think, oh, should I go check that out to see what's on there? Um, I rely on other media to tell me what to watch on my streaming services. But I think this is a good time to go check those things. Um, and the other things that you pay regularly on, right? The phone, the Internet, auto insurance. I think the last time we talked about this, we had done some work looking at ours, both Don and myself, and we reduced ours by 50%. We were paying another supplier of auto insurance far more than we should have. Home insurance. All those things are worthy of regular consideration. You know, maybe every year at the outside, maybe more often than that, because oftentimes you're spending money that you may or may not need to spend, and there's ways to reduce that. So there's one way to fight inflation. We'll talk about dealing with the bear market. We'll also take your questions and calls, of course, at 855-935-TALK as we continue talking real money. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. We'd love to talk to you, give you some help around saving, spending, investing money. Uh, our telephone number to do so, 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. As I mentioned, uh, I'm Tom. Don has the day off. You're out there trying to figure all this out, and we're in here just ready to try to answer. So give us a ring. Uh, let's go to the phones, and we'll joins us now on Talking Real Money. Hi, Will. Hi, Tom. It's a great privilege to speak with you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for calling. I'm one of your many loyal listeners, and uh, I hope you'll, um, on our behalf, extend our, our warmest uh, sympathies for, for your partner there. Thank you back so much for that. Of course. Um, back in March 4th, I sent you an email. Uh, you may not have seen it. I know you get so many. Um, but basically, it was uh, uh, subject was generous ambition, and I'm hoping that you guys, maybe not now, but at some point, would would cover some ideas I had shared with you. Um, basically, um, we who are responsible and, and active listening, do, uh, taking owning responsibility for our financial future, sometimes are, are a little um, 
unhappy to hear a, a financially irresponsible government telling us that we must, uh, you know, spend our money, take our money out of our MDs. And I think I found a strategy to avoid that, uh, to have RMDs still remain within our control. And it's just as a matter of our own generosity. Uh, it, when we formalize our, um, you know, support for charity through a private foundation, uh, private foundations have been able to support uh, 401k plans since 1996. Since they've been able to do that, and no one owns any portion of a private foundation, not even 5%, um, there, there, there goes the uh, inability of the government to tell us what we must do with our retirement funds. And so this is, you're, you're putting the money into, you're uh, doing a, a, a QCD of some kind that's a little fancier than a QCD? No, um, actually establishing a private foundation, we're very blessed, uh, my wife and I, very, very frugal, um, and um, we, our greatest expense uh, is, is saving for our retirement. Um, yep. She's in her late 40, I just turned 50, and we give to charity in an informal way, but if we formalize it, you know, make it a structured entity of a private foundation, which says to establish it costs us like $2,000 and we sure. properly manage it and we give away 5% of the assets each year. We manage the assets to grow. Uh, no law in the United States re- requires that people work for free and it's reasonable for us as the founders to be paid uh, a stipend, a minimum, you know, cost, uh, you know, reason with the standard is, is that it must be reasonable uh, compared to what others are paid for similar work. Uh, and um, by doing that, we make ourselves employees of the private foundation we establish. Yep. And as employees, that that private foundation, that charity, five hundred one c three organization, can 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 sponsor a four hundred one k, and uh, no one is required to take minimum required minimum distributions if they don't own five percent of their current employer. That is interesting. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's true. If you uh, are even after the uh, the are at seventy two, when you're required to start taking the money out, yeah, but you are not required to hmm. um, take uh, RMDs on four hundred one k plans if you are an employee and, and you're you still working. Own and you do and not you don't have more than five percent. Yeah, that's true. Right. If you yep. are still working and you do not yep. own five percent. And no one owns any portion of a for of a. Um, that is very creative. I've never heard of that. And uh, here's the thing: I'm not going to sprinkle my holy water on it because <laughs> I, I'd be scared to death if somebody called me in ten years and said, "Hey, the IRS just wrote me a note, and I got to pay," et cetera, et cetera. But I will do no. this. Uh, number one, I really appreciate the call, and I, I will ask. The uh, so we have several people now that we work with since we're part of a bigger organization that are they do they spend time on things like this <laughs> where I don't get to, and I will ask them. I'd be very curious, and so I will go back and look for your email too. Will we will respond via email once I check? That's a fascinating idea, as you say. Then you're, it, it kind of works two ways. You're getting still some benefit by having saved that money, but at the same time you're not required to take it out. So I'll look into all that. That's a uh, Thank you for your call. That's very interesting. Wow, I've never, I've never heard of that. 
in doing this for a very long time. Uh, let's go back to the phones and chat with Greg, who joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Greg. How are you, sir? Doing well. Good. Just maybe a quick or simple question, possibly. Um, we've got an adjustable rate mortgage, and it's coming due in a month or so as far as going up from two and a half to four and a half. Uh, on the other side, we kind of ran into some extra cash, and I'm just wondering, should I pay off that mortgage or just let that go? Wow, it is a, a you know, anything under a 5% in terms of interest, I really look a, like, why would I pay that off? Because even at 4%, which sounds like a whole lot more than the deals we're getting a year ago, right? When when they're writing the stuff for two and a half percent. And my son just bought his first house. I think he's paying you know, like 5.3 or something. I, again, and here's the other part, because I hear people saying, pay off your mortgage, pay off your mortgage, pay off your mortgage. If you need liquidity in retirement, and most of us do, it's harder to get at that you know, money that's tied up in your house rather than staying liquid with the other money investing it as part of your overall plan, whether that means it's going to be cash, stocks, or bonds, whatever that's going to be, and then simply paying your mortgage down. That's going to be my strategy. I've said this publicly. I do not plan on having my mortgage completely paid off by the time I retire. I could, but I'd rather keep Mm -hmm. liquid so that I can spend the money in ways I want to rather than fretting about the fact that I can't get at it. I still will have plenty of equity in my home. So does that make sense? I mean, so I'd have to look at your situation and say, yeah, you really should pay it off because you got plenty of other assets and it's not going to matter. The amount is inconsequential or you really should just let them, you know, keep keep going ahead at uh, 4%. The issue to you is going to be what that might look like again in a year or two if rates were to continue to rise, correct? Yeah, that was going to be a second question. So yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, so could you rewrite it into a new, you know, 30-year fixed at five? You know, I mean, that's something to think about. How how much do you owe on it? Uh, 200. And how much is the home worth? Well, the, the Zillow says 1.4. Well, I'll drop by and offer you 1.2. We'll make a deal. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of equity. I mean, and do you have plenty of liquidity in other, like, retirement-type accounts? Um, we would always like more, but, yeah, we're yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, w- I would guess, and, and thank you for your call, Greg, I would probably look into whether or not you could do a 30-year again, um, how much liquidity you're going to need in retirement before I would take a lump of 200000 to pay off the mortgage. 855-935-TALK. Join us. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Our telephone number is 855-935-TALK. That's 855-935-8255. Talking a little about inflation. We're talking about recession. We're talking about bear markets. You know, one other thing, uh, because Greg raised it, always is a good one. 
in dealing with inflation is paying off debt. I mean, especially high interest credit card debt, loans, and maybe even a HELOC. I mean, stuff like that. You start getting into paying off the mortgage. It gets a little more complex, and it's not as simple as just saying, I want to get rid of the mortgage so I'm living debt-free in retirement, unless you have plenty of liquidity in other accounts. Then you could kind of make that argument. Otherwise, I think it's more complex. Uh, you know, we're going to go back to the phones and talk to a friend of the show, a friend of mine, author of its eight books, writes regularly for uh, Wall Street Journal's Market Watch. We've talked to him many times. And uh, beyond all those things, he's been a great friend for 30 plus years. Paul Merriman, welcome to Talking Real Money. Tom, it is wonderful to be back. And I was just thinking about that 30 years and how much you knew about investing 30 years ago and <laughs> not how much. You, much you know today. No, it, it bowls me over. It is just amazing uh, to, to see uh, how knowledgeable you have become about planning and investing. And, and uh, uh, you've done a great job and you're a great teacher. So thanks for all that you've done for us. Oh, that's, that's very kind. I should also mention that Paul was recently awarded the American Association of Individual Investors James Clunan Award for Excellence in Investment Education because he spent his retirement, not in retirement, in helping others. You can go to his website, paulmerriman.com, learn more about that. But, okay, the topic of the day, the topic du jour has to be this bear market we're in. What are you telling investors about what to do about the bear well, you know, I, I guess that depends on on what your commitment is to either a buy and hold or a market timing kind of strategy. If if you're going to let this cause you to change your philosophy and your commitment to the way you've been running your money, then uh, I'm afraid you you haven't got the right plan because you need a plan that already knows how you're going to do in a bear market. And I will tell you, Tom, I didn't get a chance to hear your comments about inflation. But people think they know how inflation and the market work together. And I really don't think many people do. I mean, I'll just give you a quick example. From um, about 1978 until uh, 81, uh, for, for many months, in, in, in a row, the inflation was more than 7% from the previous year ago point. And this went on for many, many months. And the one thing I would not want to be in is the market when you're going through that kind of an adjustment and people are just struggling and uh, everything bad. I mean, it's, it, it's like the same kinds of feelings we have when we hear the market's going down. We, we just don't want to be part of it. But let me tell you the rest of the story, because over that period of time, the S&P 500 compounded at 12.3% a year and small cap value compounded at 25.8% a year wow. during this catastrophic period of time, the 45 consecutive months of at least a 7% inflation on a trailing one year basis. That's so, astounding. That's yeah, I mean, so it's something to know. Yeah. Um, we've yeah, got to go to the news. We got to go to the news here in a second, Paul. But can you? you I'm assuming you can continue on here for a few more minutes, correct? 
Of course. Okay. I'm sorry you missed the beginning right because now. of course. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry you missed the the start of the show because uh you missed my work as a real comedian hen uh, when I was talking about the chickens. So anyway, we'll uh, spend some time unpacking that a little bit. We'll talk about how you should be invested today, invested tomorrow. Also, what you can do for your grandkids. Paul wants you to invest in U.S. small cap value. He can give you some great numbers on why that is should be part of your portfolio. And for many of you, it is not. And we'll continue with all those things. Your questions and calls as well. Here's the telephone number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We'll continue talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Tom Cock here, Don McDonald with the day off. And, you know, we're talking about inflation. We're talking about recession. We're talking about bear markets, talking about cloudy skies and highs of around 70. It's got to be the Northwest summer, I guess. I mean, one day somebody's going to look back on the summer of 2022. You remember summer of 2022 was just horrendous. It never stopped raining. The prices never stopped going up. But we're talking to somebody who's been through all this once or twice or maybe even three times and he's written much about it and you should take advantage of all the free stuff he gives you at uh, his foundation which is amazing the amount of uh, portfolios all the all the rest of it is up there at paulmerriman.com paul merriman thank you for being on the program you focus so there's a lot of asset classes people can buy most people have a tendency i think because it's easy to buy large cap sort of growth companies, uh, you know, the, the big ones, Apple, Amazon, the former Facebook, all that stuff. They tend to have a, they pile into that stuff, I think, because they know the companies and it's easy to buy and you can buy it today for so little cost. But you've been telling people for decades that they should make sure that part of their portfolio is committed to a thing called U.S. small cap value stocks. First, tell us what those are and how they've made a big difference to people's portfolios over the long haul. Well, when you talk about the S&P 500 and those great companies, those companies on average are hundreds of billions of dollars in terms of the number of shares times the price in the market. They call that the the capitalization of that company and the S&P 500 and the total market index, those are huge companies. They are great companies That's now. But the other group that, that you mentioned, small cap value, and there are many more groups that people want to dive into this, but small cap value, those companies are around, let's say, $3 billion. They're legitimate uh, public companies, and they've been tracked since 1928 by the academic community. And what we know is because they're smaller, because they're not necessarily the favorites, value companies, whether it's on in the S&P 500 or the small cap index, they are the companies 
that are not the hot ones. Uh, uh, they're, they're not the big plays. They're not the way to get rich quickly. But small cap value as an asset class compounds at about 3% plus better over a very long period of time. And when we start talking about investing for a lifetime, and even if it's only a 10% position in that index, it will make a difference. It may make the difference as to when you retire. It may make the difference as to what you leave to others. It may make the difference how you live in retirement. But it is an established asset class that doesn't get a lot of information put out because because it isn't the Teslas and the and the Facebooks and the, all of the Microsofts, et cetera. So I want people to hopefully have, and particularly young people, particularly young people, to have small cap value in their portfolio. And Tom, I don't know how much you have in yours, but I'll show you mine. <laughs> and I, I've got, I've got about fifty percent of the equities that I own are in small, and about about seventy five percent of that amount is small cap value. So. And I'm 78 years old, but uh, I, I'm not afraid. I'm not. I, I also have the S&P 500 and and the traditional kinds of asset classes. But this is the ma- and by the way, this is what I think you teach. I haven't been to one of your workshops in years, but don't you teach? the idea of having some small cap value in the portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah. And and by the way, the you show me yours, I'll show you mine thing. That almost cost me a job about 15 years ago when I was working with you. So I'm not going to go there. But (laughs) but I will say that, yeah, of course, we include this in our portfolios. Of course, it's a big part of our portfolios. The reason that I, I, I wanted you to talk about it is I think it's for most people, it's overlooked. And the reason why is if you look at 401k plans, for example, most of them don't have it. They might have a small cap part, and generally it's more expensive, et cetera, et cetera. So there's all kinds of reasons to focus on that. Now, you mentioned younger people. You're going to add a very much younger person to your your brood here soon with a new grandchild, and you've been fantastic over the years of saying – Think about what the power of compounding if you start doing something for them at a young age. Now, all I've done for my grandkids is 529. As we come back, I want to talk about the ideas that you have proposed and the new one you've got now about helping young people, setting them up for a fantastic future. So we'll talk with Paul about that. 855-935-TALK is our telephone number. Give us a call. Glad to talk with you here on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Thank you for being part of Talking Real Money. We're here every Saturday live on Northwest News Radio from 12 to 2. And this becomes a podcast. For those of you listening to the podcast, you already know that. But for those of you who've never heard it, just go to any of your podcast services or even online. Type in TalkingRealMoney.com 
and we're right there. We do some video work. We do a lot of podcasts. We get a lot of questions, and we love it. So take part in all that. And today, if you want to call right now and ask us a question, 855-935-8255. We're talking with Paul Merriman, who has uh, really spent the majority of his life, and certainly since he retired. You know the thing I love about the work you do today, Paul? You're not selling anything. I mean, this is this is the kind of advice people should get because you've got nothing to hawk. So they should be listening to you. Now, I still manage money for a living. So I have a conflict. I want you to be my client because you're going to pay me to do that. I get that. I There's no arguing with that. But you are selling nothing other than people go to your free website where they can learn more. But the other thing you've done, which I just totally admire, is thinking about not just the next generation, but the generation beyond that, the grandkids. And uh, long ago, you talked about putting together a trust for them putting a little bit of money away and what all that meant. But I know you've been working on some new ideas there as well because you've got another grandchild arriving this fall. So congratulations on that and tell us more. Well, it's a girl. (laughs) Fantastic. Let me tell you. (laughs) Let me me tell you uh, uh, about what I'm recommending. Yes, I have done trusts for every one of my grandkids and I set those trusts up so they couldn't touch the money, and it compounded tax-deferred until they were 65. And things highly controlling, but wanted to for sure have that money set aside for their retirement. But I've come to my senses, and as, as I thought about it, uh, probably the right thing to do, and anybody could do this, anybody. You don't have to have a special document. Hundred uh, $365 a year. You could do it with $100 a year, but when they're born, if you could just put away $365 a year, you can go to Fidelity, you can go to Schwab, you could put it in small cap value, you could let it build, and every year you add a 365 until that child is 21. Now, they may start working and doing things, whether it's mowing lawns or babysitting or or working for some large organization when they're in their teens, you can take money out of that account that you've set up and you use it to fund a Roth IRA. And in theory, if the market is, let's call it normal, Tom, but the, and, and you legitimately get a 12% compound rate of return, which is much less than what small cap value has gotten over the last 94 years, you would have enough to fund the first five years of a $6,000 a year a Roth IRA when that child is, is 21, if you had not put any money aside. Let me tell you what I'm recommending. I'm recommending that, and only that money, be nothing but small cap value. And then you just, after you've finished putting that money that you saved for them, in essence, you lock it up, you leave it, and then you just let it ride, if we want to use that term. Let it grow until that child uh, is 65 years old. And between what you could take out, taking out 5% a year, and what you, in retirement I'm talking, Tom, and what you leave to heirs, they leave to heirs behind, could total as much as $50 million. In fact, if this is done inside of a 401k plan where somebody's matching, if they're matching the money that you put aside for that child, 
and you can put it into a Roth 401k, man, you have got one of the, the greatest investments that I could ever imagine. Now, they can, by the way, they can do standard stuff. After they get done with that first five years, maybe it's a target date fund or something more conservative. They won't need much more aggressive after they put that five years away in small cap value. That's astounding. So I just did the math. I think I have this right. That's a $7,600 roughly investment in those first 20 plus years. And then you're saying that could grow to millions. It's astounding. Because of the length of time and the uh, the compounding, as I say, if, if the past looks like the future. Okay, but we're going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Which, if you had to pick one or two exchange-traded funds or mutual funds to do that in, which ones would it be? Well, the, the one that I like for the, I mean, you could just put it in there and leave it. From everything I know about the way it's managed is the Avantis small cap value fund. Uh, there's that's also AVUV a DFA small cap bill. AVUV, you got yeah, it. I know the fund well. Yeah, I know the fund very well. That's a commission, yeah, commission free fund at Fidelity. Fidelity has no minimum investment uh, and commission free if you're doing it online. And and uh, and, and I got to tell you one. Here I am at 78. Have been around this business since 1963, and I'll tell you. Investing has never been as efficient, as easy, as profitable. Now, we can't know what the profitability will be, but Wall Street gets so little of your money today compared to what they got when I came into the industry. All of that is to your advantage. And these these low-cost, commission-free ETFs, uh, are, are, are just, I think, going to be magic for people if they keep their hands off it. And as I think <laughs> about that bear market you were talking about, Tom, you, you know what John Bogle said, invest right, sit tight, don't peak. Those I think that's good advice. Yeah. Words. No, that's good advice. Oh. Uh, we're, we're talking with Paul Merriman. Of course, he... Uh, He's in charge of the uh, Merriman uh, Foundation, uh, the, the where you can go the the education foundation, financial education. You can go there and see all the tools. They got portfolios of every type, articles. What's uh, what's new there at uh, paulmerriman.com dot com? Before we let you get away, well, this may not be exactly new because it's been costing people money to go to Amazon and buy it. And that is your friend and mine, Don McDonald, Red. We're talking millions, 12 simple ways to supercharge your retirement. He read the book, and and we're making that available now as an audio book uh, free uh, at com slash sign up. And I... He is. He's got such a wonderful voice. That he, he does. knows this material so well. Yeah, he's terrific. Well, that's exciting. And so, and again, one final question for you here, because we are in this, I think, fairly challenging time for people. With as I mentioned at the top of the program, with inflation, we may be in a recession or soon there, and the bear market. Other than what you just mentioned about John Bogle, whose advice I think is very good about not peaking, how do people deal with their emotions? Because you can't hide from the headlines. I mean, it's out there everywhere, whether it's radio, television, Internet, actual newspapers, which I still get. 
that information is out there and it play they play on your emotions how do how do you help people sort of deal with getting through this difficult period well i think it starts with an education and that education i think an important part of it is to realize what the past has looked like and what came out of it because if you wrote the headlines from every year since 1928 you're going to see depression war it's all out there. Paul Merriman, thank you for joining us here on Talking Real Money. We'll be right back. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Thank you for being part of Talking Real Money every week. We appreciate it. If you want a little more help and more specifics, looking at your portfolio, making sure you're on track, making some suggestions, we give you that free. Go to vestory.com. You can sign up right there for an appointment at the time that meets your schedule. We'll help you with all this. There's no cost or obligation. And again, you're going to walk out of that meeting and say, aha, I could make this little change in my life looks a lot better. So go online, make that appointment, get your life on track when it comes to your finances. It's vestry.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.